0: Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air, online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Neil, played by Michael Johnston, is an introverted, questioning high school freshman, lacking any friends, his main social outlet is a steamy fan fiction he writes about Vanguard, a brawny galaxy hopping hero of a popular sci-fi franchise. When his stories are exposed in class, Neil is mortified, but the slightly older, effortless, effortlessly cool sorry, Julia played by Hannah Mars, comes to his defense. It is a wonderful film. This is called Slash. It is a story of really beautifully rendered. Coming of age, teen angst, uh, and a, and self discovery a film about all of those things, and we're so uh, honored to have with us today the uh, director of Slash, and that would be Clay Lieford. Clay, welcome to Film School.
1: Hi, thanks for having me. Oh,
0: well, thank you. Great. Yeah. Well, I guess the first thing is, where did the story for Slash come from?
1: Uh, you know, this is it's my fourth feature, um, and I making movies fit high school uh my my previous two teachers i made an, a, a science fiction movie called earthling and a mm. and a, and a dark comedy called wolf and they were both uh had teachers as proto- high school teachers as protagonists and I don't know i I felt like I had one more in me I had one more high school movie in me uh okay and i but I wanted to flip the script a little bit and make it about more like my own experience in school and be to make it a little bit personal and um it's interesting how I got specifically to slash because I, I'm, not a, I'm not a flash fiction writer, um, but I have been a fan of my entire life. Um, I mean, I've been going to Comic-Con since, like, the age of, you know, 10 or 12, when my dad would drop me off, put 20 bucks in my pocket, let me go wandering around. <laughs> and there was always, like, an 18-up room, and I'm like, what's going on behind there? And obviously, later on in life, I discovered it was a lot of, like, kind of the uh, more adult leaning content. But... Um, <laughs> What was interesting was, like, you know, when I was in high school, I was definitely a nerd, and I was definitely uh, would have been completely mortified if people knew what I was into, and I didn't feel like anyone, because I grew up in Dallas, Texas, and I don't feel like I was geographically close to a lot of people who understood the type of stuff that I liked. But now the type of stuff that I was into when I was in high school has been, like, so co-opted by mainstream media. Like, for example, I was a big Star Trek nerd, and, like, now it's, like, everyone likes Star Trek. It's not even a thing anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. so I, when I wanted to do a commentary on feeling alone and also then finding your people, even if they're not geographically close to you, two things really interesting to me because I used to be, work through pen pals. I had a lot of very significant pen pal friends through fandom. Uh, but now that, that was pre-internet. Now we have the internet and like that's done so much for fandom and building with com- fandom communities. Yeah. But also, uh, I had to kind of dig a little deeper because I feel like there's very little that's left that's not been co-opted by mainstream media that still is I don't you know i hesitate to say taboo, but I will say misunderstood and um yeah. in flash fiction is like one is kind of a the it's it's kind of like the last outpost you know it's like one of the final remaining things that's kind of largely misunderstood by the public and so it perfectly fit metaphorically my own feelings of alienation when I was in high school,
0: yeah. And, and and from your description, I don't know that people would take away that this is a a, a comedy, a, a lot of it. I mean, it's kind of it's yeah. a it's a dramedy. I, I mean, I, God, I hate to use, you. Know, I shouldn't even use no, that. No, I no, mean, I, yeah, but it but it is it, it, it's, it's it's funny, but at the same time, it is very heartfelt. I, what I'm really impressed with in this film is uh, the two main characters in the film, mm-hmm. uh, Julia and Neil, are are so. They seem so authentic, in, and uh, and that interaction between them is the heart of the film. And it's it just gets better. One of the things again uh, that, uh, that's wonderful about Slash is the film gets better as it goes on. I mean, introducing characters is always you know a challenge in getting people familiar with kind of the landscape of your film. But it just the it, and it's a testament to you as a director, but also the the people that you have playing these two roles. Um, yeah. Go ahead. Just to talk a little bit because okay, I, can, I want people to yeah. understand that it is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's, there is a element of drama, there's an element of self, a lot of mm-hmm. things going on, but it's also some wonderful, terrific, especially in the part of Hannah Marks. She's just terrific in this film. But tell us a little bit about that as well, how that happened.
1: Well, yeah, but kind of going back to the comedy statement, like I, I do think it's kind of important because it's something that I feel like I've, I've kind of, I don't know what they built my career around, but it's something that I th- I think about a lot and I talk about a lot, is the idea, this notion that I feel like comedy tends to get the short sh- shaft a little bit yeah. in, in the industry and in this in general and just perception of audiences in general because it's kind of assumed, like, you hear comedy, you think light, and you think frivolous, and you don't think that depth or emotion or transformation or all the things we talk about when we talk about dramatic stakes of characters and storytelling, you don't think about those things as much. But... You know, I mean, think about the last time. I mean, there's so few, like, best picture nominees, even that were comedies. Yeah. Uh, not that I'm a huge fan of the Oscars, but just to kind of, like, yeah. show you where we are. Yeah. But, you know, I, I honestly think that, you know, I, I, I believe that comedy can really, really push me- uh, messages. It pushes, you know, characterization, emotion, all these things through yeah. in a way that sometimes is kind of stealth and interesting in a way that you really can't do with a traditional drama. And, um, yeah. But it's like, it's funny. It's because I think you know because I perceive comedy that way, and because I build characters that I that, that and I hire good actors, and I hopefully build them in a way that they actually care about them. We always have this weird moment, like editing every one of my movies as a comedy, where it's like, is this still a comedy? <laughs> <laughs> it's like that scary moment. Yeah. It happened with Woods, and it happened with Slash. And then we finally got it in front of audiences and could relax. Like, okay, good, people are laughing. Because, you know, you, you write these kind of, like, you know, it's all based on, like, the comedy is based on pathos. It's based on not necessarily the best thing in the world happening to people. Yeah. Uh, you know, comedy is... I guess tragedy of time and distance. I suppose. <laughs> that but, is um, well, yeah. But they're then, like you know, I write these words, and maybe they're in like. And it's one thing when you do when you do things to characters on a piece of paper, and it's another thing when you hire these amazing actors and they actually instill like breath and life in these characters. And you're like, oh, geez, what if I done, what if I done these are real people now? And it's like then then you know you really start seeing that Um like Hannah and Michael for example, they like they took my 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 words and you know. Again, like putting putting you know paper characters to their paces is so different than these flesh and blood actors who are so dedicated and have done so much great work and who are like have taken like the awards and just completely elevated them beyond where I ever would have imagined they would have landed.
0: Well, uh, I want to remind our listeners we're speaking with the writer and the director of the new film slash it's wonderful new comedy slash coming of error a uh, coming of age. Uh, film, uh, a lot of things going on here and that 's clay Liferd. and i I think that you know, I just kind of pick apart some of the 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 structure of the film a little bit in that I think you wrote this very s- smartly in the sense that a lot of the comedy comes from the secondary characters there 's a the, you have really well cast but also the comedy comes from the friends and the, the family and the and circumstance and I think any time. It, you can develop a comedy, a film where the 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 action, whether it's dramatic or comedic, comes from the circumstances. Because then you know you've established a level of uh, proficiency in your characters that that allows the audience to be able to understand the context of the humor. I know that was kind of long-winded, but that basically no, no, you've created no. that that so that we know them. And we we understand that that's where the humor comes from, is is the circumstances. And you've created that environment for us to be able to do that.
1: I think the more outlandish the idea is, the more grounded the characters have to be to give yourself an anchor point. And also, kind of like, you know, like, I, I really do think that the, the comedy comes from, you know, situational. Yep. I mean, like, I guess exactly. that makes it a sitcom. I don't know.
0: but um, No, that's what it is exactly. that
1: The idea that this is a recognizable character. That you can kind of see things about yourself because everyone, you know, it doesn't matter if you write flash fiction or not, like everyone is at one point felt like an outsider. Yeah. Like everyone, like I, I the, the star of the football team in his darkest of moments, of far, or his privatest of moments, he felt like an outsider. You know, it's like yeah. it, it's a relatable thing. And I think where the comedy comes from is being thankful, being able to watch a very uncomfortable situation unfold, possibly between like Neil and his parents, or Neil and anybody else he has a class with, and then like. Being very, being, having that cathartic experience, and then being thankful if I guess not you have the place, or maybe recognizing a place you had been in yourself, you know, mm-hmm. hopefully previously, uh, you know—and being able to kind of look back on it. Yeah, I don't know.
0: Yeah, no, no I, I agree. No, I, answer, I, I, so. Yeah, and and, and again, let, I want to sort of again sort of get into the different roles here with with Michael Johnston playing Neil, and then with uh, Julia played by Hannah Marks. In that, mm-hmm. I what I liked about the performance that you got from Michael. Is that he is? He's almost he. He feels like a, a guy that's sort of stunned by life. Everything he is trying, and he's so he's so obvious. He's trying to figure things out, but it's but he is just kind of buffeted by by the external world, while he's sort of making sense of it in his internal world. But his performance yeah. is very much in that in in that vein of a guy, you, you, it, it matches. It, it works because he, as an actor, as an artist, is able to do that. And it's wonderful to watch him slowly. And I mean this in a, the most complimentary way. He, he slowly begins to put those two worlds together, his internal and external world. And he does it in a way that it's a very measured performance. And then you have this impetus, this kind of catalyst for his life in the, in the person of Julia, who Hannah is just, Remarkable in this film, I thought her range in this is really terrific, and I thought you got a great performance from her. Tell me a little bit about yeah. working with these two actors.
1: Uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I uh, uh, tell, on you there. I I no, thing, yeah. Tell
0: so. tell me a little bit about how it was we, sort of your process in working with these two performers in 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 this film. What was your, what were you, uh, you know
1: they're both very they're very, they 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 are both very dedicated yeah. like, they share that their, their their dedication to the role uh was, was extreme they, they both approach things from slightly different angles uh-huh. uh Michael you know we cast Michael because his chipset is kind of like natively how he's programmed is very similar to Neil and so he was able to do a very intuitive performance that was not necessarily based on a lot of research or excessive you know i mean he definitely prepared obviously but it's just like. He's coming to it from an old man, like closer to maybe his chips were set that way. Whereas Hannah is meticulous, absolutely dedicated, and a and a person in in the sense that she does uh, a staggering amount of homework in preparation as far as actually nuts and bolts to find a character. But all you know, Hannah's in. Kenna's been acting for like in front of the screen for maybe a little bit longer than, than Michael and she's been essentially doing it since she's eleven from what I understand. Uh Michael kind of came to from the voice acting world and then around the same time he started booking other stuff. Like he's on Teen Wolf and all these great things. Yeah. So he's still kind of developing his process, but he's just so natural that he's able to kinda of tap that whereas and, and Hannah's extremely natural too. Uh, yeah. I'm not meaning yeah. to play otherwise. Yeah. But she's also very process oriented. Uh in a way that I find um inspiring in the sense that I was like, Oh, I need to I need to kind of raise my game up a little bit because I need to be able to answer any type of questions that these kids are going to have for me. Right. Um I'm used to kind of just kind of taking a step back and letting people do their thing, and then kind of being there if they need me as a as a director. You know, right. like trying to be a very hands off director, but um, and and to a large degree, I still I still am. But uh, you know, I, I just knew that they're it's just we we're, were kind of operating on a new level, hmm. and so I, they they I'm a better director for having worked working having worked with them now, like yeah. absolutely, and I owe them, I owe them a lot for that.
0: Yeah. And I want to remind our listeners, we're speaking with a director and writer, uh, Clay Leifert. He is the director of the new film Slash. It's in theaters today. If you're here in Los Angeles, you uh, it's screening at the NoHo, which is a North Hollywood uh, Limley, I believe. I got that right. Limley Theater. Um, And he will. You will be there tonight. Tell us a little bit about the Q&A schedule for you at the NoHo.
1: So basically, I think there's roughly every night there's like a 7 p.m. show, and, uh, I'll at least be there, at the very least, for the entire run for that 7 p.m. show, except for next Thursday. That's okay. back on Thursday. But basically, tonight through next Wednesday, okay. myself, producer Brock Williams, will both be at those. Depending on the turnout, we may even see there for the later show. Okay. Uh, the premiere tonight's gonna have a lot of the cast, including crew, including Michael and Hannah. And some other surprise guests. Uh, I believe Angela Kinsey from The Office is coming. She's also in the movie. Yeah. Um, so we should have some pretty cool turnout. And uh, I, I, there's going to be some surprise other guests that I, I'm not sure of all I have to talk about. But okay. it's, it, 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 it's very exciting. I'm actually kind of geeking out a little bit about some of the people that are coming that are not necessarily associated with the film but are her fans. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it's going to be kind of an amazing night. I'm uh, very, very excited for it. But yeah, but me and Brock at the very least will be there at uh pretty much every show, every evening show, uh, for the run. So if you can't make it tonight, I would say come join us, uh, in a possibly slightly more intimate experience. Um and but yeah, we love talking clearly oh, yeah. about the movie and uh we love meeting people who uh like to
0: talk about it with us. Oh, there you go. And to, and there's tomorrow night, and there's Sunday night, there's money. So hopefully, and you will get a good turnout. I know that one of the great things, uh, and I'm sure uh, you must be extremely gratified, is the reaction, the, the fan reaction. I well, And I'll ask you about sort of the... The Comic Con fan reaction to all this, but I, w- I want, but the critics have been very kind. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, for those who care about that, it's a ninety four, ninety five percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's gotten the the reviews have been wonderful, and all of them have it chimed in in a way that uh, it is a film that it's such an easy watch. In that regard, you really kind of swept away by the characters and by the situation and very relatable. Everyone who has been a teenager has gone through something like this. And uh, and it's just it's and it's a very mature look at all of that. It's it's and, and I i again i think the the reviews have reflected uh, that perspective as well, so gotta be very gratifying for you. you never know what's gonna happen when you deliver your your child to the world and uh how hows how do you feel about how how that's gone
1: it's great it's great i mean you know i've 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 had a gamut of reviews in the past i've made uh yeah. movies that have been well reviewed i've made movies that have People accuse me of having inoperable brain damage <laughs> if I've, um, I've kind of had the run. So it's like, you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's nice to be like, it's nice to have oh, nice or good reviews. And, most, and you know, audience members come up to me afterward. and talk to me about it. They, they say they were guys, nice. you know, this is me. When I was that age, I get a lot of that. Had yeah. parents bring their kids to it. Because, honestly, technically, we're, not, we're an unrated film. Uh, if we were to get a rating, we would get an R, but just for language. There's no yep. this is a movie about sex, but so there's no nudity. Right. Uh, there's no violence. Um right. it's literally just you know, it's kind of like a I don't know if John Hughes made a sex comedy, I <laughs> so, I don't know. Um but yeah. it, you know, I've, we've had people just like tell us these great things, you know, and you know, I think the only you know with fandom it's difficult because you know, I'm for, we're pretty much the first film about this specific type of fan fiction and fandom in general that built up around it. And uh, you know, I think there's a lot of skepticism from people who haven't seen it. Uh, for the large part, uh, people in the community once they've finally seen the movie, they've tended to like it. It's just that you know, you know, it's a weird place. Ideas get bred and spread around, yeah. and things get blown out of proportion. And uh, you know, there's some people out there that are. Maybe a little concerned about the movie, but I really, really hope they all come and see it. Or if they can't see it in the theater, that they get it on iTunes. We're on iTunes right now. We're also on oh, yes. DVD and Blu-ray on Amazon, yeah. and we're on all these platforms. iTunes being the primary one. That's but um, yeah, yeah, that- I'm. You know, I love talking to fans. I love engaging with people within fandom as well. Like you know, even when there's like concerns about the way we portray the fandom community, it's like I'm there to what? have those conversations. I and I'm very very uh very happy to always have those conversations so hopefully that dialogue will continue because i think that's you know how better art gets made
0: yeah i i have the show because of the show i have had directors on from that have done documentaries on like personas mm-hmm. about the furries and there's and there's an element of that in in this fandom i think i mean there's a well at least identity shifting and that kind of thing. And there's always a lot of anxiety around the portrayal on in media about them out in sort of more mainstream media. And I, I hear that and I, you know, I understand, but at the same time, I don't know why anyone, I honestly do not understand why would anyone have an issue with your film? Because it is, it's an endearing, very, I'll say genteel look at the way that these two kids are trying to figure things out. Their, and and the, the respect they have for one another, and uh, again, I mean, it. There's, I don't know why you would have an issue. Uh, you could, I don't know if you could. I guess you could nitpick anything, but it, I just can't imagine why someone wouldn't at least appreciate your film for what it is. More,
1: it, yeah, I yeah, so. mean, not to get too deep into it, but it's. I think it's more of a concern of a demographically, it's concern because mm-hmm. it's traditionally, flash fiction is written uh, predominantly by women, and. I'm a man, and I made this movie, see, and my, one of my two leads is a, is a male, and you kind of see it. he's kind of the audience surrogate, and okay. so I I would probably feel concerned if I were in their place as well, yeah. just being like, this here's this dude who's not part of our community, yeah. you know? Well, we don't know how much he knows about it. We don't know how much research he's done. We don't know how much he's going to treat us. Like it's it's fair, yeah. Like it's totally fair. I totally get that, and uh, yeah. Yeah. hopefully the film is, is its own testament to dispelling that. But you know. You, you do what you can do. I, I think we, you know, we, our goal was inclusion. Our goal was to make a movie about finding your place, finding your people, finding your community, not about, like, poking, you know, and poking fun. Yeah. It's a comedy. There are it's, jokes.
0: It's
1: <laughs> a joke about everything. I mean, I, yes, I,
0: yes. I, I, Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Well, um, I, yeah, so... Uh, once again uh, you're going to be uh Clay Lifer the writer and the director of slash will be at the uh, Lemley yeah. NoHo Theater uh tonight starting tonight Friday December 16th you as you mentioned it's also available as of last Tuesday on iTunes Voodoo there's a bunch of platforms it's on it's on but go to iTunes I think almost everyone has access and uses it seems like that's sort of the dominant platform for uh new film releases on you would be Online. We would be
1: so gratified if you kept us in the top ten on iTunes. Where basically, they tell us that uh, you know they lock in the chart at a certain date, and uh, we're we're uh, we're still hanging in there barely. So it's like, if you have any inkling of seeing it, um, yeah. please go to iTunes today because that would yeah. make a astronomical difference to the life of such a small movie like this for you, such a tiny advertising budget. or yeah. basically you know grassroots grassroots all the way. You know, yeah. so yeah, every little bit helps and that uh, we really appreciate all that support.
0: Well, you know, it's the vagaries, it's the brutality of the marketplace. It's just so unfortunate because your film and so many other films are just such beautifully done and the acting and the storyline are so relatable and under- and just appreciate them for what they are. So people please, you know, really support these kind of films because you're right, absolutely what you said. We I'm mean, me, I'm just going to be selfish. I I crave films that have this kind of well-rounded perspective and 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 there's a a respect for the characters and their and the, what they're going through and all of those things that just just we need more of that and um I want to congratulate you so on on this on your work here uh Clay Liferd it's a really terrific film and uh, I I look forward to more work I don't know if you've got something in the hopper but um I certainly hope uh you continue to do this kind of work; it's it's wonderful stuff. That's the
1: plan. That's the plan. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, faith flowing will oh. we'll get to keep making movies like this, and uh, and uh, that one will be bigger and better.
0: Yes. Okay. Well, I, I, again, uh, you can go to slash. Um, I, we should mention the website slash the movie oh, yeah. dot slash the movie dot com. And check it out, and there's, there's a, a drop-down for where it's screening and all the different platforms it's on, so slash com, And uh, you're at the NoHo tonight uh, as well as all week, and you're going to have special guests and Q&As. It's always a fantastic experience to sit in a theater, watch a wonderful film, and then have the opportunity to actually have a conversation with the people involved in making it. It is the best kind of experience in the theater and uh, so go get out there. If you can't get there, go to go on iTunes and watch the film, please. Uh, Clay, thank you so much for being a part of film school thank today. Thank you so much. Yeah.
1: I really appreciate
0: it. You take care. I, I come back when, when the next thing comes out. I'd love to have you come back and we can talk I, would right. I would
1: love to. All right. I'd love to. It would be so great.
0: Thank you. Take care. Thanks so much. Okay.